Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We thank you this afternoon. We are grateful to be in your presence this afternoon. We know you are here because your word teaches us so. Lord, your word is true and we stand on your word. You say when two or three gather and it's in your name. Lord, this gathering is not unto any man. This gathering is not to glorify any man. But it's for your sake that we gather here this afternoon. Therefore, we are confident, oh God, that you are here with us. We thank you, Lord, for this visitation and this presence. We are grateful and thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, why don't you clap for the Lord as you take your seats. Wonderful. What a day. I feel some joy in the house of the Lord. I think it's a combination of joy. Hallelujah. You know, there is no place like the presence of God. Amen. And I, I have this joy in my heart. Amen. Today is a very special day. We are we're going to do um, something a little different or something a little not unusual, not the normal. Um, we, uh, we're going to have communion service after the administration of the word. And um, there's a reason why I, I, I think I, we should do this today. And I believe as we are sharing, you will understand. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, today is a very special day. You know, it's one of the days that um, we look forward to for a year. Counting. Once it passes, then we start counting again and looking unto the Lord that He will bring this day to pass again. Hallelujah. Wonderful. And um, we, um, we are celebrating my wife's birthday. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. And um, it's, it's great to celebrate your birthday in the house of God. Amen. Those of you, when, who, when is your birthday, hey. you gather a group of friends hey. and you go to sit at hey. a certain place hey. and get drunk. You are a prophet. You know, somebody was at work with me and the person was sick. The person is coughing and sneezing constantly. And then he turns to me and then he says, this is one of the days that I don't want to be here. This is one of the days that all I want to do is to be home. It's one of those days that you go home and you take off your hat, you hang it, and then you sit down. And when you start seeing two hats, then you get up to go to sleep. And I said, that is not how, and that is not a day. That is not a way to spend a day when you are not feeling well. And I believe that when you are not feeling well, the place to be is in the house of God. Amen. And not to hang your hat. 
and drink until you start seeing two hearts. And then you get up and then you go to sleep. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So um, we are going to share the word of God for a short time. And put your hands together for this powerful and anointed. Do you feel the anointing that is on the choir, the praise and worship team? And God is blessing us. God is blessing us. Don't leave yourself behind. Don't exclude yourself. God is moving us forward. And um, I can see nothing but blessings upon our lives as we serve God faithfully. Amen. If you, if, you, if you don't feel a part of this, include yourself. Hallelujah. Because I feel a wave of blessing upon this church. Amen. Amen. And include yourself that this wave will pass over you also. Let your mind be renewed and join the church properly. Hallelujah. Join the church properly. Make certain of your mind because you'll be included in the blessing also. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, I, um, I'm going to share the word of God for a short time. But before we do that, um, some of you did not, or we, you did not receive the scripture of the week. Is that so? But um, let me give you the scripture of the week. It's, um, it's a long scripture, and, um, but it's a powerful scripture, and you are going to be blessed just meditating on this scripture. Amen. Our scripture of the week is taken from Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. Let us read that before we, let us read Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. And it's a very powerful scripture for Christians. One, two, three, go. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Speak out loud. And these signs shall come. I believe. In my name they cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall hand on sick, and they shall recover. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. Very powerful scripture. Beloved, learn this scripture. It is your promise. It is yours. It is your heritage as a Christian. Learn this scripture very well. And apply it. Have faith in the scripture and have confidence in the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God is so true. Amen. So we will read the scripture again at the end of the service before we leave. And then the rest you'll be reading throughout the week. Memorizing it. Using it for your quiet time. And meditating on the word of God. That is how the word of God speaks to you. When you meditate on it. Amen. Well, today um, we are going to try to conclude the message on the madman of Gadara. We have been sharing from this message 
for some few weeks now. How many weeks have we shared on this message? You have not been counting. We have been sharing for a long time. And um, by the grace of God, as the Spirit leads, last week we were trying to conclude a message. But uh, the Spirit took over. And um, we couldn't continue further. And today we're going to try to see if we can conclude this message. Amen. So last week, well, for those of you who have not been here, we've been sharing about the madman of Gadara. The madman of Gadara. And this, the story about the madman of Gadara has taught us so many things about demons. Hallelujah. If you are in this church and you don't have a copy of this book, I want you to have one of these books. All what we've been sharing has been taken from this book written by Bishop Dagwood Mills, and it's Demons and How to Deal with Them. Demons and How to Deal with Them. You need to know how to deal with demons. Hallelujah. They are not people who have your interests. They are not Entities that you can entertain. They don't play with you. They don't joke with you. Hallelujah. Don't joke with Satan. Amen. Don't, you, don't, it's, you don't want to have anything to do with Satan and his demons. Hallelujah. Trust me. You do not want to have anything to do with him. Hallelujah. You, you, you don't even want to try him and entertain him and test him. You don't even want to say, I'm strong and I will face him. Don't face him. Amen. Stay away from him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When you see Satan coming this way, go another direction. There is no point having anything to do with him. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why the scripture says, you see, when someone says, resist someone, resist the devil, that means oppose the person. That means don't even let the person come near you. Resist the devil. Whatever you can do to resist him, such that he doesn't even come near your territory. You don't even, he doesn't even come close to you. You do it. Amen. He says resist the devil. And that is the thing about him. He doesn't like people who resist him. And when you resist him, what does he do? He flees. He runs away from you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So get a copy of this book. If you don't have one, by all means, get a copy of this book. And it will bless you a lot. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So why don't we read our scripture, our foundational scripture, one more time. And we will continue with our message. Let us read Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Today you're going to have to... Just be a little patient with me and let us conclude this message. Hallelujah. Amen. I have given you a lot of promises this year. And how many can say that I'm trying? You can say I'm not trying. So please, don't. Hallelujah. I think I have been, I have, I have been trying. Amen. I have been trying. So don't, don't go there. Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, unto the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs 
a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place in the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they, they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come out of the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Hallelujah. That he might be with him. But the scripture says, how be it? Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and had had compassion on thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we have shared a lot of things about the characteristics of demons, how demons work, how they have effect on us, how they can act on us, how they can cause us to do Things out of their will and not our will. How demons can cause you to lift up your hand to do things against your will. Amen. We learned so many of these things. And I want to encourage you to listen to the messages again. Pray with the messages as you are fighting and resisting demons. Listen to the message. And I believe that more and more understanding will come to you. Hallelujah. When it comes to dealing with demons, 
you don't only need casting out the demons, but you need knowledge of demons. Hallelujah. You need understanding of demons. Amen. So we, we have come to a place where we are sharing about deliverance from demons. How we deliver ourselves from demons. Amen. And don't tell me that as for me, I don't have any demon in me. I think if you listen to all the messages that we have shared, you realize that there is one or two demons that are tormenting you. Or three. Or four. Hallelujah. Or a couple. Amen. So we said the first step, the first step in our deliverance from demons is the step of the presence of God. The presence of God. God ought to be present in your life, even to initiate the deliverance from demons. Hallelujah. We saw that this man has been possessed by demons for a long time. And men have tried all sorts of means, all kinds of means. Doctors have thought this was a psychiatric issue. They have given him all kinds of medication, sometimes restraining him. And the Bible says that he plucks off the chains and the feathers that are put on him to restrain him. It means they have made a lot of effort to bring him home and let him live a normal life. But the Bible says no man, no man could tame him. No man could tame him, not with feathers. Not with chains. Now, feathers and chains talks about strong things that are made by man. Hallelujah. And the scripture is teaching us that nothing made by man, nothing created by man, no matter how strong it is, it can be made of steel and iron. But nothing made by man can deliver you from demons. It says no man could tame him. Hallelujah. No man could tame him. Sometimes you identify a behavior, you see a behavior in your wife or in your husband, a behavior in your child, a behavior in a friend, a behavior in your boss, and then you are fighting and arguing and having discussions every Every week you have to appear before the union. Every week I'm calling the union rep. Every week you have to sit down and have some discussion. Some committees you sit down and discuss this issue. And it is going on year after year. And you have to identify that this thing is spiritual. And your boss, the CEO of the manager has sat in a meeting to discuss this. It has not worked. You have spoken about this with your wife. You have gone over this. Talk to your husband about it. I don't like this thing. You have done this. I have said... And you have actually left the relationship because of that. And he came to beg you with elder, elders, elders of the family, sat down to beg you, and finally you agreed to come back. You made him actually sign, write a note and sign that this thing, I will not do it again. But you realize that he comes back and says, I don't know why I keep doing this thing. It's, I, don't, I made effort. I have, I have said in 2016, I'm not doing this again. But the demons in him and no amount of conversation and sitting down. No elders can gather to settle this. Not the pastor. That you can invite the pastor into the issue. Bring the pastor. Bring the head pastor. Bring the bishop. Bring. You see, there are certain situations. I remember when we were in Manhattan and I was doing marriage counseling. I realized that there were certain people 
that were in the church that had some historical marital issue and has been going on. I remember I said, this thing, when Bishop Apostle Joel was here, you had this issue. When um, Reverend Baden was a pastor in Manhattan, the same issue we were talking about. When Reverend Kwame was pastoring in the interim, you had the same issue. When Reverend Osei came, you have the same issue. Now me, hey, me. You see, identify an issue like this and say that this is demonic. And our counseling, sitting down and talking, is not going to work. We need to rise up and bring the presence of God in that issue. And some of these people, people who have issues like this, you don't find them always in the church. They don't come to the church all the time. They, it's not, they select certain services that they come. But you will only see them when they are coming to see the pastor. When they have that issue, it's up to here. Then they come to see the pastor. That is when you see. So they don't bring the presence of God into their lives. And so there's no deliverance. Amen. But our deliverance, it begins with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I say our deliverance begins with the presence of God. When God is not in the situation, it cannot be dealt with. It was when Jesus landed on the land of Gadara, the very moment that Jesus, the presence of God was on the land of Gadara, the man's deliverance began. Hallelujah. His deliverance began. Amen. Some of you, there have been certain issues in your life and you have realized that just coming to church, coming to church all the time, you see that certain things are leaving you. Certain things are leaving you. Hallelujah. As you avail yourself in the presence of God, you can testify, if you be honest, that your life is not the same anymore. Your life is not the same. You can look back and see that there is something that has affected me in this area or the other. And it's just because you have been in the presence of God. Amen. Some of you, your health situations have changed. Your health conditions have changed. Certain diagnoses, they don't have them on you anymore. And it's because of the presence of God that you always surround yourself with. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people's finances have changed. Amen. Some people were in debt all the time. Amen. Your papers is not an issue anymore. You, when you look at your paper situation, you didn't see a way out. But when the presence of God is in your life, amen. When the presence of God is in your life, hallelujah, amen. You used to sleep with a lot of boys. You used to sleep with a lot of boys. You, sometimes when you look at yourself, you get embarrassed. You feel bad. You feel awful. That is how you used to feel. It used to be three boys in a week, here and there, and so on. Now, by the grace of God, it has been one a week. One boy a week. But you are getting there. I say, you are getting there. Tell the nearest sister, you are getting there. Just avail yourself in the presence of God. You are getting there. You have come from three, three boys to one. You are getting there, brothers. Sister, you are getting there. I say, you are getting there. You'll be delivered. Amen. It's the first step. The presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
some of you can, you can testify that your wife is not the same person. You can say that your husband is not the same kind of man. Some of you can testify. And you realize that nobody has come to him to do anything. We have not opened married philosophical books and analyzed things and discussing things and going through argument upon argument. But you can say that my husband is not the same. The way he used to be, girls used to call him left and right. His phone, he never... Now your husband can leave his phone on the dining table and you don't even bother to look at it. God has been good to you. God has been good to you. Hallelujah. And it's the presence of God. Amen. It is the presence of God. Hallelujah. See, being in the presence of God it diminishes the activities of demons. It silences the voice of demons. Hallelujah. When you are in the presence of God. Every church service that you attend is an opportunity to suppress further the activities of demons in your life. Every church activity. I am not saying every Sunday service. I say every church activity that you attend, it is another opportunity to suppress the voice and the activities of demons. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 18 verse 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, when two or three are gathered in my name, there, 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 when two or three people are gathered, you can guarantee, you can be assured, it is the word of God. I didn't write the Bible. It is not my word. It says, for for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst. He is in your midst. That means he's amongst you. That means his presence is with you. That is why when it is a women's fellowship, women's meeting, you don't exclude yourself. Because they are gathering in the name of God. Have you not realized that when you go, you come back, you say, it was something else. Because the gathering is not unto man. It is not to glorify anyone. You see, some of you, you sit home, ah, I'm not coming, I'm not going. Every week, me, women's meeting. She likes women's meeting, women's meeting too much. It is not for her. The gathering is not unto her. The gathering is unto God. Overlook that and see that as I am going, it is the gathering of the children of God. Hallelujah. It is the gathering of the children of God. When the businessmen and professionals are meeting, it's a gathering of the men of God. The servants of God are gathering. And so the presence of God will be there. Amen. Amen. At least that Saturday when they are meeting, you, it is a moment that you are delivered from going to the African market to get some hot something, something to drink. That Saturday is a deliverance from driving across the George Washington Bridge just to go and see that girl over there. At least you are delivered. Amen. And before you realize that Saturday was a deliverance from HIV. You would have been infected by HIV. But you were delivered. Say to the next brother, you are delivered. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Your area fellowship. When they say we're having an area fellowship, an area group, those of us who live in this group, 
Why do we meet? Are we meeting because we, we, we come from the same country? Is that the reason why we meet? Are we meeting because we all have the same job? We are professionals together. We are meeting in the name of God. And when you meet in the name of God, his presence is with you. Hallelujah. When the choir is rehearsing, it's a presence. The presence of God will be with them. You don't exclude yourself in any gathering at all. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, the scripture says in Hebrews 10, 25, it says that, it says, we must not, it says, we must not, we Christians, we must not exclude ourselves. It says, for, not forsake ourselves in the assembly. Assembly of who? Assembly of family members. Assembly of friends. Assembly of Ghanaian Association. Nigerian Association. Jamaican Association. It says, for not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some. Some of you, it is your manner too much to always exclude. You are, it has become your way of life. That is a manner of life. Whenever we are gathering, you exclude yourself. Whenever the children of God are gathering, but every gathering of the children of God is a presence of God. Amen. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more. That means we need to gather the more as the, as the day, as we see the day approaching. And so much the more. So, Stop this. Ah, too many church services, too many meetings. We had this one and we are having this one. We have, the Bible is teaching us. It says, and so much the more. You see, when you understand the presence of God and you value the presence of God, when someone doesn't come, it troubles you and you will exhort the person. It says, exhorting one another. When we are coming, let us call one another. Brother, it is time. What are you doing? It is time for us to gather. Where are you going? We need to gather. It is time. What are you doing at home? We are here waiting for you. We need to gather. Exhort one another. Hallelujah. Exhort one another. Amen. You see, when Satan wants to attack you, when Satan wants to attack you, the first thing that he does is to remove you from the house of God. Yes. When Satan wants to attack you, when Satan wants you to lose your, your blessings, the first thing he does is to remove you from the house of God. And sometimes he comes with a subtlety. He comes with a deception. He comes with a lie. He comes to say something about, you know, in your ear about the pastor. You know, the pastor doesn't like you that much, you know. You know, he smiles in front of you like that, but he doesn't really like you. He's two-faced. He's two-faced. You understand what I'm sharing? And then it sounds like someone that really likes you and confiding something. You know, I have seen something. You know, I have... Did, the other day, did you see when you were talking to the... Did you read his body language? You know, you, you next time, pay attention and see. You see, and it sounds like someone who likes you, someone who, who cares about you. He says, be careful with this sister. You know, she, she doesn't like you too much. Be very careful. And it sounds, it sounds like someone who cares about you. That is what he did to Adam and Eve. I said, when Satan wants to remove you, when Satan wants to cut off your blessing, generational blessings, 
He comes in his subtlety to remove you from the presence of God. To remove you from a place where God has placed you. To remove you from a place of no lack. To remove you from a place of joy. To remove you from a place where you will not have need. To remove you from a place where God has made provision. And he will come to you with a subtlety and bring you a lie. And say that, you know, God did not say you should not eat that fruit. You know why God said that? You know, because if you eat that fruit, you will be like God. That is why. That sister, she doesn't want you to be like her. You know, I know the gift that is in you. God has placed a gift in you. I can hear sometimes even when you pray that there's a gift in you. But you see, there are certain people when you come close to them, you know, the, the gift will not come out. You know, if you want to see the gift in you, you just change church and you see something that will happen to you. And you see, and it sounds like, but the goal, the goal, the idea, the plan is to remove you from where God has placed you. That is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate plan to take you away from where God has blessed you because there, that place, you will not lack fruit. You will not have to dig before you will eat. That place where God has blessed you, you will not toil before you eat. That place where God has blessed you, you don't have to suffer pregnancy before you bring up a child. But he knows that if he's able to take you away from this place, and it sounds like it's just about God's wisdom and how I can become a powerful minister and the kind of woman if I were to be in this place. It sounds like that, but the goal is to remove you from the house of God. His goal is to take you away from the house of God. Hallelujah. Because he understands that when you are in the house of God, his presence is with you. Psalm 91, he says that he, says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I don't know where your shadow is. If you are walking somewhere, I don't know where your shadow will be. Your shadow cannot be too far from you. But when the I don't know where the shadow, I don't know the secret place of the Most High. But one thing that I do know, that if the shadow of God is here, if this is his house and he calls it the house of God, and then I believe that his, he will be here and his shadow cannot be too far from him. Therefore, I will be under the shadow of the almighty God. Amen. That is his goal. To remove you from where God has placed you. Hallelujah. To remove you. The presence of God, it, it, it drives out demons. The presence of God, it drives out satanic forces. Hallelujah. And so Satan knows that. So he knows that as long as you are in the house of God, the Bible says that in the cool of the day, God comes. His shadow will be around him. In the cool of the day, God comes. And he knows that if I can get these people to leave this church, if I can get this one to leave this church, if I can get this one to leave this church, I know that I can get him. And generational blessings. Your children will suffer. And your children's children. Your wife, your, your wife has to go through painful pregnancy and labor. And you will toy once he gets you out of the house of God. Amen. Amen. Psalm 23 and verse 4. It says, Yea, though 
I walk through the valley of the shadow. I don't care where it is. It can be the valley of the shadow of death. I can walk through and I am not afraid. I fear no evil because I know that when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, his presence is with me. And I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Hallelujah. The presence of God, it drives out demons. Hallelujah. The second step is the step of identification. The step of identification. Luke chapter 28, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8 and verse 28. Luke chapter 8. I believe it is verse number 28. Hallelujah. It says, you see, this is, um, this is a story about a man. It says, and when, it says, and when he saw Jesus, this is the same story about this deliverance. Verse Luke chapter 8 and verse 20, it says, And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. This is another version of the madman's story in Luke. It says, He fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in feathers. And he broke the bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? What is thy name? What is thy name? What is thy name? You need to ask, What is thy name? He says, And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. Hallelujah. The next step in deliverance from demons, you need to identify the demons. You need to ask, what kind of demon am I dealing with? What am I dealing with? What kind of demon is this? You need to know the demon that you are dealing with. And the demon, you will know him by the symptoms that they portray or exhibit in you. Hallelujah. It is by the symptoms. You see, when you go to see the doctor, the large percentage of your healing or recovery or deliverance from that illness, it is by the diagnosis. Once the doctor has made a diagnosis, it is almost 95% of the solution. A lot of times, the problem is identifying the particular issue or the di- uh, the making the diagnosis. So you see that a lot of time and a lot of tests and a lot of money will go into making the diagnosis. They say, go and draw your blood. 
Go and get an EKG. Go and draw. Go and test your urine. Go and test your stool. Go and get an echocardiogram. Go and get an X-ray. Go and get an MRI. Go and get this. And all these things that they are doing, they are looking for what is the issue. What are we dealing with? Until you know what you are dealing with, you cannot be delivered. And so a lot of times, you realize that we suspect that there's some infection. And then we put on all kinds of antibiotics just in case this, just in case that, just in case this, just in case. So we put it on, and then we are waiting for the test, waiting for the test. And then the test comes, oh, this is it. And then every antibiotic is taken off except that one. Now we got you. This is you. And then we narrow you down with that particular treatment. Amen. And in dealing with demons, we need to identify what we are dealing with. Don't just come and say, deliver me from demons. Know what you are dealing with. Hallelujah. Maybe you are dealing with a spirit of laziness. Amen. Some of you may be dealing with a spirit of prayerlessness. Hallelujah. You are dealing with prayerlessness. Some of you have a spirit of stubbornness. You are stubborn. No one can advise you. You see, identify the demon. Don't be ashamed. You know what your trouble is. You know, Jesus says, what is thy name? I need to know who you are. What is thy name? Auntie Kate, did you understand what I'm sharing this afternoon? Yes. What is thy name? What is, you need to identify the demon. You need to Pinpoint the demon that you are dealing with. You are dealing with the demon of fornication. You don't want, you cannot stop fornicating. Look, anything that, you see, if you be honest with yourself, anytime you finish fornicating, you regret. Except you are a demon yourself. Sometimes, sometimes when you finish, you say, ah, me, pa, even this guy cry. Why? 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 Beloved, you are too good for that. Don't bring yourself. It's a demon. Deliver yourself. Identify him and say, no more. You, 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 no more. No more. The Bible says you are the temple of the living God. You are the temple of the living God. Amen. You need to identify what demon is tormenting you. And give it a name. Name the demon. And deliver yourself. Amen. Demon of stubbornness. You are very stubborn. He said, identify that. And say, I have a problem. I have this problem. Amen. I have this problem. And be delivered. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you, your demon is spending. You spend too much. You can't control it. You see, you have realized after you have swipe your card and sign and charge and this. When you go to bed, you feel angry with yourself. You feel angry with yourself. True or not true? It's a demon. Listen, demons, whenever they leave you and you are by yourself, you feel angry with what you did. This impulsive spending. And then you are hiding. You go and shop. You come home with a source of, all sorts of bags. And then you look. 
no lights are on, nobody is home, and then you go quickly, quickly, and hiding, and hiding. It's a demon. You know it is wrong. It's a demon. Be delivered. I said be delivered. Be delivered. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Demons have no power over you anymore. Amen. Amen. Impulsive spending. You finish and you regret. You see, identify and say, this spending, this spending is not normal. You, you bought things that you are not using. What, 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 kind of, what kind of behavior is that? Is that normal? That you spend your hard-earned dollar, you spend it on things that you don't need. It's not normal. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you buy something and when you come home, ah, I had one already. <laughs> You have white, green, blue, yellow, red, and you don't need them. Be delivered. Be delivered. Be delivered. In the name of Jesus. Look, look, the blessing of God. You see, the blessing of God, the blessing of God, it makes it, listen to me, listen to me. The blessing of God, it makes it rich. And it added no sorrow to it. If God has blessed you, you should see that you are a rich woman. If God has blessed you, you see, having a lot of clothes and not having any money in the bank, you can call yourself blessed. Having a lot of clothes and not having any money that you can give out. You can't give something to anyone. You can't give. You are not blessed. You are not blessed. The blessing of God, it will make you rich. And it will... That kind of spending after you are finished, you are angry with yourself. What kind of thing? It's not a blessing from God. It's not a blessing. It's not a blessing. The people come on TV and they show you this and they show you that and they show you this and you say, oh. And then right away you check your living room. You say, it will fit this corner. This one, it will fit that corner. And then sometimes you get to a stage, you look around. You don't know if I buy this. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but you buy it anyway. It's not a blessing. The QVC channel, take it off. I said, take it off. Take it off. That is why when you turn on the TV, sometimes it's the first channel that comes on. Whether you like it or not, it is there. They say, look, it's demonic. Take it off. You don't spend money that you don't need. Amen. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 verse 25. Am I allowed to preach? Are you sure? Today you will pardon your pastor. Mark chapter 9 verse 25. We are being delivered. Say I am delivered. Amen. Amen. Sheila, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? Be delivered. Amen. Be delivered. Satan is a liar. And his tricks, his tricks, 
has been played over and over and over and over again. Amen. Mark chapter 9 and verse 25. Amen. John, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? Yes. He says, when Jesus saw the people, he said, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit. You see, this, you see, a man brought his child, and the man is describing the symptoms that he's exhibiting. He's describing the symptoms, and he tells Jesus about the symptoms, and then when the child came, the demon is showing the symptoms. I say, identify the symptom. Identify the behavior. You see, when you know the behavior, then you can know the demon. Don't just say, demon, leave me. Say, this demon of impulsive spending, I cast you out. From today, you have no control over my money. From today, you have no control over my wallet. He says, God says that, he says that you, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. I am not enjoying the fruit of my labor. This kind of spending is not making me happy. And rebuke that demon. Identify the demon. Amen. He says, verse 25. He says, and when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Identify the demon and call him by name. Thou dumb and thou dumb and deaf spirit. Thou dumb and deaf spirit. Cast that dumb and deaf spirit out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Call it by name. Amen. Call it by name. You see, you need to know the kind of demon you are dealing with. Else you will not be delivered. If you go down to verse 29. Verse 29, in the same scripture. Hallelujah. He says, verse 29, he says, And he said unto them, because you see, when Jesus was done casting out these demons, if you look at the preceding scriptures, it says, But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately. His disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? They tried, David. They tried to cast him out. He says, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, what did he say? He said, this kind, this kind, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. It is not, you don't cast out generally demons, but you need to identify this kind of demon. He says, this kind, this kind, it does not come out by anything, but by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. You see, there are some people in this church, they never attend any prayer meeting. They don't come online to pray. When we have all night, they don't come. They only come when there's deliverance service. You see, the apostles, the disciples of Jesus, they tried the deliverance service. They were laying hands and pouring oil on the, on the boy. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? 
They were pouring oil and laying hands. You see, you, that is why some people, every deliverance service, you see, you have to go. You have to go. And you have gone for deliverance service and deliverance service and deliverance service. And the issue is still there. Because this kind is not by deliverance service. This kind is not by laying on of hands. This kind is not by pouring oil on you. But this kind, maybe you need to just fast and pray. Maybe you just need to fast and pray. He said, this kind, this particular kind, it comes out on, let's read the New Living Translation from that. Verse 29, Mark chapter 9, verse 29. He says, Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Hallelujah. He says, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Does it mean that it's only by prayer? Is Jesus saying it's only by prayer? Does it mean that anything outside of prayer will not cast out the demon? So whatever it is that is troubling you, beloved, maybe you have come for deliverance service, oil, pour out. You see, I'm not saying we, we will pour the oil. We will, we will lay hands on you. Do you understand? The disciples who were with Jesus, that is what they did. And they came to him and said, Lord, how come we couldn't cast out this one? He says, this one, we don't cast out by laying on of hands. This one is not by pouring oil on the people. I saw, I saw someone who is delivering people and the, some people kneel down and then he stands on them. This kind is not by kneeling down and standing on you and casting out on you. Maybe some other kind, I'm not sure. But this kind, this kind that is tormenting you, it is not by laying on of hands. So we can lay hands on you and lay hands and pour oil. No amount of laying hands, no amount. Because Jesus says this kind is only by prayer. Only by prayer. So if you are the kind that does not like prayer meetings, there are certain issues that are only by prayer identify the issue and say I have dealt with this issue with so many people, with so many pastors, many times and it's not going away. Maybe I should sit down and just fast and pray about the issue. Amen. The third step is the word of God. The word of God. Hallelujah. When the word of God is preached or thought, it goes to disagree with the thoughts that demons bring to you. When the word of God is taught or when the word of God, you hear the word of God, when you are taught the word of God, it goes to disagree with the thoughts that demons have on you and the influence, the thoughts that they bring to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Is someone understanding what I'm sharing? So quickly, let's just read Mark chapter 1. Mark talks a lot about demons and their deliverance. It's a book worth studying. Mark chapter 1 and verse 22. Concerning the word of God and deliverance, we shared so many things about this on Tuesday, and I would encourage you to listen to those messages. So Mark chapter 1 and verse 22, or verse 21, it says, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway, on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. What did he do? 
he taught. Amen. Amen. And verse 22, he says, And they were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them, listen very carefully, the Bible says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. He taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out. You see, this is Jesus' teaching. You see, when, you see, this is different from preaching. That is why I said, when it comes to demons, what you need is teaching. When we teach you about demons, then they will cast out. When you are taught about demons, then you, you start disagreeing with the thoughts that they bring to you. Have you not realized that sometimes when you are sitting in a church, anytime you are sitting in a church and we preach and we say something and then you say in yourself, you are a man, that's why you are saying that. You know, you don't understand my situation. And then you start arguing, understand that there's a demon that is talking. There's a demon who is being interrupted. You are disagreeing with the word of God. And that is the demon that is disagreeing with the word of God. Do you understand what I'm sharing? It's a demon that is disagreeing. So he says, and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out. You see, there were all kinds of people in the church. Some people felt that he was teaching a very powerful message. And they were astonished. They were astonished. <laughs> Amen. He says, but there was a man in the synagogue. A man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, let us alone. You see, Jesus was just teaching. He says, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. You see, Jesus was just teaching. But he felt that he, it is a distraction coming. The word of God, when it comes to you, it destroys the demon's influence and their thoughts. He says, are thou come to destroy us? You are coming to destroy us. With what? With your teaching. The teaching of the word of God is destroying us. Amen. That is why, you see, some people were blessed. That is why you come to church and sometimes you leave. And then you hear someone saying something very negative about the message. Do you see? You hear someone and then you, you turn around and say, ah, you know, and then you, it's your friend, so you don't want to openly disagree with her or him. So he says, oh, but I was really blessed. I thought it was a very powerful message. This person, this other person, there's a demon who was disagreeing with the word of God. And so when you hear those things, don't take what your blessing is. There will be a message that will come to you also where you will also have something to say. When the demon in you is attacked. Amen. So he says, you are attacking us. Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. Right away. Right away, come out of him. Amen. Amen. As you are sitting here and you are disagreeing with me, there's a demon that is speaking. Hold your peace and come out right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
You want another step? The fourth step is resistance, persistence. 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 Sister Gladys, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? Yes. Persistence. In Mark chapter 5, the demons were confronted by Jesus himself. But we saw that they didn't want to leave. They were resisting and persisting. Amen. Demons will resist. So you have to persist. Amen. You have to persist. You don't, you know, demons are not a kind of creatures that you just say, oh, demon, go away. And then they say, oh, okay. And then they walk away. They don't behave like that. They don't do that. You need to persist. Amen. That means you need to continue on. Hallelujah. You need to persist. Jesus says that if you continue in my word, then you are what? Then are ye my disciples indeed. And then what will happen? And then you shall know the truth. And what shall happen? The truth shall set you free. When you persist, when you continue on, you need to persist. This is your church attendance. I Oh, the three series. I, we were having a series. I came, I didn't come here. I came and I didn't come. And you don't even listen to the message. You miss a very important session and it didn't bother you. You need to persist. Hallelujah. Make every effort to be at every church meeting. When we start a series, make an effort that you will not miss any part of it. You need to persist. Hallelujah. Look, you see, because the demons, they are very persistent creatures. They don't leave you and then they just go. Look at Luke chapter 4 and verse 13. Luke chapter 4 and verse 13. We are almost done. So let not be a lot of movement. You gave me the go ahead to finish the message today. So I am finishing. Uncle C, can I continue? Thank you. Uncle Caesar says we can continue. Luke chapter 4 and verse 13. He says, and, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there, oh, where did I give you? Verse 13. Okay, so now I'm reading on the scripture where Jesus was tempted by the devil. Do you understand? The first time Jesus was introduced to the ministry by John the Baptist, the Bible says that he was led to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the devil took him through a series of temptations. And Jesus persisted throughout. Persisted. And the verse, verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed him for a season. He departed for a season. So the devil will depart only for a season. If you have been set free from demons, beloved, understand that it's only for a season. You need to persist. You need to continue. You need to persist. The New Living Translation, what does it say? The New Living Translation in this scripture. It says, when the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until when? He left him until when? The next opportunity came. He left him until the next opportunity came. The devil will leave you and then you'll feel you are free. 
Oh, I can stay away from church for the next three months. He will come at the next opportunity. Amen. That is why you have to resist him. You have to resist. You have been set free from fornication. Beloved, you need to resist the woman who was leading you into fornication. Because the devil is looking for the next opportunity. Amen. The next opportunity. Hallelujah. You have been set free from unusual spending. Don't look at the money now as available for another adventure. Because the enemy will look for another opportunity. The next opportunity. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 11 verse 24. Luke 11 verse 24. I am almost done with my message. Did they say preach on? Church members. Luke chapter 11 and verse 24. What does it say? It says, when the un- listen to this very carefully. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. I will return unto my house whence I came out. So you see, you are set free from the demons, but he is walking around dry places. And he comes every now and then to check and see. Does he seem to have some lust for young girls? And then he will bring some young girls around you, showing their breasts, showing their bottom, and then showing you, seeking for an opportunity to enter again. You see, when you read the scripture, you think that it's your house. And so maybe you continue to burn incense in your house and you continue to open Bible and apply oil in your house. Please give me the New Living Translation. It says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. (laughs) Beloved, I have no doubt in my mind you have been set free from a lot of demons. But you need to persist. I said you need to persist. You need to persist. Hallelujah. You need to persist. The changes, you know why I am telling you with all confidence that you've been set free from a lot of demons? It is because of the attacks of the demons that I personally have experienced within these few months since we started sharing this message. And it tells me that the messages are working. They are working. People are being set free. People are being delivered. And we will continue to preach the word of God. Hallelujah. It tells me that it's working and they don't like it. Oh, but I will preach. Because I know that when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because his presence is with me. Hallelujah. His presence is with me. If I live, I live for Christ. If I die, I die for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one, the last one, or maybe, yeah, the last one. The fifth step is strategic adjustment. Strategic adjustment. Jesus had to make some strategic adjustments in delivering the madman from demons. 
And by strategic adjustment, I mean some sacrifices. Jesus had to make certain sacrifices. Hallelujah. Jesus had to sacrifice the pigs. Do you realize that? Because they were not his pigs. And he sacrificed the pigs and suffered the consequences. He suffered the consequences in order to deliver this man. Perhaps Jesus was planning a major crusade. He was planning like the Mount of Olives to, um, to go and sit somewhere and the crowd will gather. Maybe it was not just for this madman traveling all the way to Gadara, but he, he, probably, he probably was planning for some crusade. But just delivering this man and sacrificing the pigs, it ended the crusade on Gadara. They came and they sacked him from Gadara. And it was a price that he was willing to pay. I say it was a price that Jesus was willing to pay. We must make some sacrifices in our deliverance from demons. There's a call upon your life, you personally, to make certain sacrifices in your deliverance from demons. Hallelujah. Some of you need to sacrifice some friends. There are certain friends that you need to sacrifice. There are certain friends that you realize that they are not edifying to your Christian work. You are being delivered from demons as the word of God has come to you, but there are certain friends that you need to sacrifice. And it's a price that you must pay. Certain friends' feelings may be hurt. Their feelings may be hurt. They may not like what you are doing now. They may not like the new stance that you have have taken now and changing your attitude and your relationship to them. But certain sacrifices ought to be made if you are going to be delivered. Amen. Certain sacrifices ought to be made. Hallelujah. Certain feelings will be hurt. But overlook that. Jesus made some sacrifices before the demons were delivered. I mean, the man was delivered from the demons. Certain jobs must go. Hallelujah. For your deliverance from demons, there are certain jobs that you need to leave. This job, it is inviting more and more demons into your life. Certain jobs must go. Hallelujah. Certain jobs are keeping you away from the presence of God. Beloved, I want to tell you something. That you cannot do well without the presence of God. You cannot go far. God says that, he says, without me, you can do nothing. And I mean nothing. So this, I have cast out God out and I'm focusing on my career and focusing on my job. And when I'm finished, you will see how far back you are when you are done. You will see. And sometimes it looks as if it's a blessing. And yes, you are done and you are a blessing. But you will see that far from God is your relationship. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm delivered. delivered. Certain boyfriends must go. I say, certain boyfriends must go. Amen. Certain boyfriends, say to yourself, I'm not sleeping with you anymore. And though you feel very good, you feel very, you like it, you enjoy it, but you see, you need to sacrifice. You need to sacrifice. Hallelujah. I say you need to sacrifice. Make that sacrifice. It is worth your Christian work. It is worth your deliverance from demons. Amen. Certain girlfriends must go. I say certain girlfriends must go. Yeah. The breast line is nice. You like it. You, and then when you think about how her breast looks and how she is and 
her body shape and her, the way, ah, I'm going to let it go. It's a sacrifice. You ought to let it go. He said, I'm not touching it. And you are crying, but, oh, please, go, 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 go. Certain, certain girlfriends must go. Amen. I tell certain clothes must go. I say certain clothes must go. Some of these clothes that is everything out, it is causing you too much trouble. Amen. You know, there are certain behavior, they must go. You know, the guy at a job that is always touching your buttocks say, oh, leave me. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, leave me. You see, tell him, you like it. You like it. That is why he keeps doing it. But tell him from today, don't touch my buttocks anymore. He's giving you all these compliments and saying all sorts of things. It's a, it's, it's, you are inviting trouble into your life. Amen. Some of you should stop listening to certain music. Amen. They are demon inviting. They are inviting demons into your life. Throw them out. You don't need them. Amen. Throw them out. Hallelujah. Certain parties must stop. Enough of those parties. Am I preaching to somebody? I said the parties must stop. Some of you, the reason why you don't come to church on Sunday is because of Saturday night party. And those are the parties where you meet those friends. And they keep bringing to you. They keep, they, oh, I brought two girls. One is for me. One is for you. Amen. You see that you are drunk and you are doing some dance and then some men are behind you and they are doing all sorts of things around your buttocks. Ah, the temple of God. Say, I am the temple of God. Say, I'm too good for that. Oh, you are too good for that. And then when you think of you know, his chest, oh, Reverend, I like lying on his chest, you know. He has this broad chest. Reverend, you know, Reverend, you don't understand. You, you know the feelings, you know, Reverend, you know, it must go. Hallelujah. It must go. Say it must go. The people drove Jesus out of the land, but the pigs must go. Say the pigs must go. Say the pigs must go. Say, these pigs, they must go. Say, I am willing to sacrifice these pigs. I am willing to sacrifice these pigs. And the Lord will help you. And the last step is faith. And that is a very long message. So, next time, by the grace of God, when we are talking about faith, we share a lot on faith. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Beloved, I believe the Lord has delivered us from many, many, many demons. We are not the same. Our lives are not the same anymore. The Lord has delivered us. Lift up your hands. God, I look to you. Yes. I yes. won't be all Oh, yes. You desire the ways of God. 
desire his wisdom. Yes. Yes. To see things like yes. you do. Let the Lord open your eyes. I to you. Father, I did not know. I did not your know. Your word, my heart comes yes. from. Oh, yes. Give me wisdom. Oh, you know that's what to do. Oh, God, I love to you. Oh, I won't, yes. I won't be overwhelmed. Jesus. No. In your presence, we are set free. God will set us free in your presence. You know just what to do. Oh, and I will love you, God, my strength. And I will love, I will love you, God, my strength. And I will love, I will love. Father, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful, Lord, for setting us free. 
We are thankful, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We are thankful, Lord, for the power that is vested in us. You say you have given us power over all the powers of the devil, over all the powers of our enemy. You say we shall step upon serpents and we shall step on scorpions and it shall by no means harm us because of the power of God that is in us. Forever all my days. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again, you have not given your life to Christ, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, if that is you, you want to receive Jesus, lift up your right hand wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. Anyone else? You are here. God is here to save you. He's looking to deliver you. He's looking to walk with you. You need the presence of God before you can even move on. He says, you can do nothing without me. Anyone else? You want to join? Lift up your hand. Anyone else? Oh, the Lord is talking to you. He says, you need me. I am here today. Don't put it off. Not another day. Not another time. You may not have another chance. Anyone here like that? Anyone else? You want to join? You want to give your life to Jesus? Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? If you have lifted up your hand, if you have lifted up your hand, take one bold step and walk towards me. Come towards me. Come here to me. Come here. The Lord is setting you free. The Lord is visiting you. Your day of visitation is here. Oh, yes. yes. I want you to say this after me and I want the rest of the congregation to join and say this all of you join and let's say this say Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. thank you for dying for me thank you for dying for me I am far from you I am a sinner because I was born in sin Lord Jesus you say it's my good person cannot set me free Lord Jesus the good things I do they cannot help me this afternoon I come before you I make a confession that you are Jesus the son of God you died for my sins Lord Jesus I believe that you rose again on the third day please forgive me of my sins wash me with your blood Lord Jesus I invite you to come into my life this afternoon be my master be my, be my Lord. Be my, Lord. Be my Savior. Be my savior. Please, write my name Please write my name in the book of life. The book of life. Thank, you, Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, for saving in, Jesus me. Jesus in Jesus' name. Father, I am thankful and grateful, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your daughter who has come before you this afternoon. Heavenly Father, it is your doing, not the doing of man. You say, without you, we can do nothing. Dear Lord, I ask for God. You see, there's heavenly rejoicing. The angels are rejoicing even at this hour because your daughter who went out has come back. Therefore, oh God, we ask that you build a shield around her. Father, let this shield be visible to the eyes of the enemy. 
in the name of Jesus. Let the enemy not have a hand in her life. Let the enemy not have a reach in her hand. In the name of Jesus, she is set free. And your word says, whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. This afternoon, oh God, may you continue to walk with your daughter. And may she not return anymore. Satan, you have no place in the life of this precious one. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. God bless you. What's your name? God bless you. Tamara, I have this wonderful book for you. And read it, okay? And give me a hand. God bless you. You've done a wonderful thing today. God bless you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Um, Can you help us pass the communion? Um, You know what? Before, let's, let's take our... We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.